0: in front but it's intercepted by boots david an empty net he passes it off to McKeg, who scores
1: how about that former maple leaf craig McKeg makes it a 5-3 game and that is the final from the garden the maple leafs lose to the new york rangers brought to you by your gta accurate retailers this is leafs nation postgame on sportsnet 590 the fan in the leafs radio network nick alberga joined alongside Andre DeVoe at the golden Muzzy at Andre DeVoe zero seven on Twitter, Sam McKee and Josh Santos behind the glass. Another disappointing loss for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now 28 games remaining in this season. They remain on the outside looking in Andre. Where do we start with this? Um, why don't we start with the late hit? Cause you talked a lot about that when we were watching it, the Zach Hyman hit. I wonder if a suspension is coming his way. That was dirty.
0: I would think absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you just can't do that. You, uh, um, The ranger defense. Who was it? The ranger defense. Jacob Truba. Yeah, it was Truba head first right in the boards and uh, directly from behind right in the numbers right in the danger zone. You just you just can't do it. It it surprised me that the ref was right there. The ref was right there like four feet away. And I think Truba was surprised too because he looked right up right away and there was no call and then he went right after Hyman. So
1: bloody Hyman after. And
0: and that's that's a little bit on the ref too because you could see him look over and there's no call. So if if the ref isn't going to protect him, he's going to protect himself. But uh, I I I would think there's going to be some uh, uh, some disciplinary action.
1: Coming up on the show, of course, we'll go down to Madison Square Garden. where We'll join uh, Chris Johnston of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca in Hockey Night in Canada. We'll break this down. The Maple Leafs next in action, uh, a, a back-to-back doubleheader uh, Friday at home to the Anaheim Ducks, and then Saturday night visiting the Montreal Canadiens in the next two biggest games of this season. We'll see if Frederick Anderson can come back. Uh, Michael Hutchison leads us to that conversation has given up three goals or more in a period in nine of his 15 appearances this season, four goals or more in eight of his last 11 starts. Uh, he makes 30 saves in this game, so four on 34 for Michael Hutchison. And it's funny how this game works out that the eventual game-winning goal is an absolute stinker off Pavel Bushnevich's stick.
0: Yeah, and it's sad because he he played a great third period. Yeah. There there is a couple times, uh, I think uh, one on Kreider, one on uh, uh, Zabenejad, one on Buskevich. He made a couple uh, uh game-breaking saves there in the third played really well but then it comes back 4-3 loss and you look at the game-winning goal and it's a uh, it's kind of a question mark where Odorous, he yes. yeah where he You're fell You're a nice and,
1: guy I'm not as nice Well no. it, it,
0: that's the problem it, it's it's not you know it's not the minors. it's it's, it's not uh you know it's it's a pro league but it's not any it's the nhl and you just in the nhl you just cannot make mistakes like that guys will guys will eat you alive doing that and well, that's what's happening
1: what separates being an NHLer from an nhl in my opinion it's it's consistency and it's no different in between the pipes right he has his moments where you're like okay this guy can make a stop or two and then he has his moments like that you're like why is this guy in the nhl
0: well it, like, the best way i'd describe it is an NHLer when you give him an opportunity nine times out of ten he's scoring yeah, but then an NHL goalie, he can take those chances away from guys. Uh, where you know when you get into the backup goalie territory, you just want to be consistent. A guy that's uh, gonna make the first save, you're not expecting him to stand on his head, uh, but you're also not expecting him to blatantly make mistakes to cost your team goals. And that is kind of what's happening of late. And you know what? Let me like, what does Kyle Dubis do? Like what? What do you do right now if you're if Freddie Anderson is out for another three four games? You know what do you do? Like, you you can't go around the league, knowing that you all the other teams knowing that you're looking for a goalie and trying to trade the the price would be too high. But I don't think Casca how do you say his last name?
1: Casimir Cascasuo
0: Cascasu. I'm not Kaskisuo. sure he's yeah. the he's the answer. He's not. Yeah. So. What do you do? I, I, I don't I don't even know what I'd do if I was the GM, but they have to do something.
1: Well, I you know, I think you're forced to go for it is the answer, right? Like these guys aren't getting any younger. They're getting paid lots of money. Um, you know, John Tavares is the captain of this team. There's some vets on this team, mixed in with some of the the youth. You have to go for it. And I, I think you're gonna have to swallow some pride and you're gonna have to trade a captain or a Janssen or both to get you know, a combo, if you will, of a defenseman and a goalie. Maybe you look to L.A. and Alec Martinez and, and Jack Campbell. and Because, I don't know, like, it seems like Hutchinson has more, li- more lives than Marty Marinchen, who, by the way, we could see on Friday night because Cody Ceci left this game, did not return in the third period. So that's a story for Friday. But this guy has a lot of lives. He's had about 15 lives as an NHL goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's quite clear to me if they were going to make a deal, I mean, these guys aren't dumb. They they understand, and I'm I'm saying these guys, the the brain trusts of the Maple Leafs, comprehend what's going on here. The fact that every time their backup goalie plays, they're surrendering four or five or six goals. It's just not conducive to winning. But if it was easy, they would have made the trade a long time ago. I just think from a cap constraint, they can't do it. Like it's they've got to find the perfect match. And as you've mentioned all night long to me, which is rightly put, like every team knows this. They're not gonna give away their backup I don't care if it's Jack Campbell or if it's Alexander Georgiev so I think if you're 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 Kyle Dubas you've got to sort of swallow your pride here and and make a deal and pick up a goalie because you you could lose your season rather quickly here we don't know the extent of the injury to Anderson but you could lose it quickly
0: I don't know I just cringe to think of you know what desperate GMs do and and make no mistake he he probably is pretty desperate to do something I, I think back to when I was playing for the Chicago Wolves and we had a team that was picked to win it and uh uh, it, those are back in the Atlanta Thrasher days. Those That was our affiliate. And we had a guy by the name of Braden Coburn. and Pretty good player. Yeah, really good player. And I remember Don Waddell traded Braden Coburn for a rental in uh, Kachuk to, so Atlanta would make the playoffs. And Atlanta made the playoffs late in the season, and they lost four straight. And then that organization lost out on the 15 years of Braden Coburn. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying... You know that that's always stuck with me, where you know a desperate GM made a move that was good for him and not so good for the organization and the team long term. And I'm I'm just looking at what's going on right now. You you have these pieces and you have a lot of GM mistakes that are kind of, you know, th- this goaltending situation. Like people. Kind of painted over. This wasn't an issue uh, two years ago.
1: Well, they had two guys, right, they and they let both of them go because they had confidence. And again, this this comes full circle to the GM of this team, Kyle Dubas, who had full faith in in Garrett Sparks, right? He won him a Calder Trophy, but clearly, Garrett Sparks is one of those types who's a really good AHL goalie can't translate to the NHL level.
0: But your but your goaltending, you know, any player will tell you, um, goalies you leave alone. You know, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. Yeah. And you and you don't get in it. And if you want to give Garrett Spark, you know, I'm a big fan of rewarding H. I was in the AHL a long time, and I, and you know, I'm a big fan of rewarding N. H. A. H. or especially. Uh, Look at Pierre
1: uh, I mean, he's carved out a nice little.
0: Absolutely, but but you know, like I said, the goalie is the one position where you don't you don't mess around with it. It, it is the backbone of your team, the cornerstone of your team. And here we are because of that decision, because of because of a waiver decision. We're here talking. Uh, you know, over a year later about the same issues. And, and this is, it falls on him. It hasn't been addressed and it, it's losing them hockey games.
1: I said this on the pregame show. There isn't a goalie out there that if it's not Frederick Anderson right now is going to lead you anywhere. So I think bottom line, you need Frederick Anderson healthy. First and foremost, Absolutely. if he's not Absolutely. healthy in the playoffs, I don't care who you go out and get it could be Jack Campbell. He's not winning anything for you. So mm-hmm. you could start there, but I think it goes without saying at this point, they need to make a move. I have no clue what they're going to do for the weekend back to back. You would suspect that Freddie Anderson's not coming back till next week. If he does come back uh, anytime soon, a neck injury and that's just me speculating, but like, like there's been enough times where I've come on the airwaves and said like, this has to be it, but I I'm at a point where this has to be it. And again, taking nothing away from Michael Hudson, he had his moments in this game, especially in the third period where he was solid, but these stinky goals just are so dejecting for a team because they were feeling good about life. Austin Matthews scores late in the second period. It's a three, two hot game, 34 seconds later, go watch the goal. Go listen to the goal. It, it was a train wreck, but it's sort of been the epitome of Michael Hudson as a Toronto Maple Leaf, not what's the first six games he played for them.
0: Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting. Cause I, I think Dubis's hand might be forced now. I, I, he did it to himself. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he, did. He, he absolutely did. But, I, I've been of the thinking that this, you know, I think Morgan Rielly's been battling something all year. Yes. And uh, th- they saw an opportunity here with deadline approaching. And I, I'm basing this on nothing. You know, I haven't talked to anybody uh, on the team or anything. I'm just... This got is my no own sources? Sp- oh, this is my own speculation. No sources. It, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think it, it's it's the same as Patrick Kane and, and the Blackhawks they did back when they won the Stanley Cup. They needed a fourth-line center, and Patrick Kane got her, and they took advantage of that and they went in, they traded for Antoine Vermette, and then Patrick Kane came back first game of playoffs. Yep. And I think this is the same thing. We're, we're Can R- they afford to do this? <laughs> well, no? well, I, not now. I, I don't think now. I think that was the plan. I think they were planning to tr- try to make a splash in free agents uh, or, sorry, in a trade deadline and yeah. get a couple defensemen. You'd have, uh, you know, five and a half, six million bucks to play with. And and then, uh, lo and behold, R- Riley come back first game of the playoffs. And then, hey, your decor is not looking so too shabby, but uh, this might put a wrench in it. You might need to, especially if Anderson's really hurt, you might need to trade for somebody or it's a lost season.
1: It'll force their hand. Uh, I wouldn't go after Alexander Georgiev. I know that's been the hot name, and a lot of people were anticipating him playing in this game. By the way, Igor shistorkin has been a thing for a while. I guess on the national stage, uh, stage here, at least in Canada, people got a glimpse of the future with New York. This kid's something special. He made 27 saves in this game. I thought he was really good. I thought all in all, like, the Maple Leafs played a pretty decent game. It was it was similar to me, again, the Florida game. I thought the Florida game, they were better. But they had their opportunities to score in this game. A, it was partially Shostjorkin really stepping up the rookie netminder for the Rangers. And B, I felt a lot of the the pucks were just shot on net with, with no hope of anything what they were doing with the puck. Uh,
0: I, I think, especially in the first two periods, I think, uh, you know, I'm thinking of Marner on the power play. I'm yeah. thinking of... Um, you know, there there's a couple of guys I can't think off the top of my head, but guys need to be shooters. You know, you need to be more of a shooting threat. There's there's too many times guys are looking to pass, cross team, and stuff. Sometimes getting a, you know, like the first goal, shot on net, rebound in the net. Um, but but that that being said, uh, they're gonna have to find a way to to win games. Other way, you you look at the Rangers tonight. They didn't do anything special. They 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 were opportunistic, but they had five guys defensively working hard, and their goalie bailed them out. And yeah. that's what you're going to see come playoff time. And that's the problem when you know we always talk about the Leafs have a, a what do they talk about? A plethora of riches or an oh an embarrassment of riches yeah. when it comes to scoring and and all uh, you know you cannot bank on scoring all the time. When you run into a hot goalie or a team that's blocking shots or a team that's having a night with stick-on pucks, you have to find other ways to win. And, and tonight's a great example. They, Austin Matthews still scored two goals tonight, and
1: it's a loss. The thing I'm noticing, too, that's been a consistent trend uh, for the last couple games, at least, the depth scoring. It's always the same guys. It's either Nylander, Tavares 1-1 one one in this game, Marner, or Austin Matthews. And I get it. Like, these are your big guys. But where in the world's is Kasperi Captain? Where's Andreas Janssen? Where's Pierre Engvall? Like, you need guys like that to step up. Because I think it's not fair to expect those big guys every game to score two and three goals a night. Like, I know Matthews is on a ridiculous pace. But you've got to take sort of some of the load off those guys. Or you're not going to win or be effective as effective. Because teams know where your offense is coming from. So that's what I would like to see going forward here into the weekend. Is some depth scoring come back to the forefront here, Andre.
0: So two points on that. So yeah. so Matt. So absolutely Matthews and Marner. Uh, they they have to get points. They have to be your best players. Um, they're they're the big dogs. They're paid the most. They should be scoring. But you look at tonight. Uh, even with Matthews two goals, he's a minus three. You know that that, 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 that that doesn't really that doesn't really work math wise, right? Trouble Dude, you, in the faceoff circle. Yeah, tonight. exactly. Yeah. I'm not I'm not blaming him for any of the goals, really. Uh, you know, well, two uh, of them. You, I I am.
1: Well, <laughs> I,
0: you know, a lost faceoff <laughs> happens. Uh, you know, you,
1: twice you, you, in six seconds. Yeah, but but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding on no, you. No, you're
0: but, right. but 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 uh, but. Your best players have to be your best players, but yeah. they have to. Ma- mind you, Matthews did make. a... am thinking a Kreider back on the second period yeah. made a good play.
1: Like Matthews uh, was their best player still in this game. right? Absolutely. Like, so,
0: but yeah, when it comes to Janssen and Kapanen, I'm a little. I have to say it's. I, I think it's been a little tough on them this year, in the fact of the change in systems. You know, no, not yeah. really. Many people don't talk about that, but. Y- Janssen and especially Capitan are, you know, North South guys. They they use their speed to create offense, and uh, that's how they get their chances. And here, you know, under Mike Babcock, they they did well. They they thrived. And now Sheldon Keith comes in, and he's done a great job, not taking anything away. But this new system, it's a lot more East West. And this—that's not necessarily their game. They're not guys that are going to cut to the middle and and skate. They're north-south guys, and they're having a, an adjustment period, in my my opinion. And that's why you're not seeing them as uh, you know as Effective, productive yeah. as as productive as normal. But that that being said, they have to figure it out because this team. There's no more games to wait. They they need every single point. It's playoff time for the Maple Leafs right now, and they need these guys.
1: It's massive time. Um, Small picture, yeah, it stings. It's a tough loss, especially after that Florida game. Big picture, there's still 28 games remaining in this season. You're going to have to beat some difficult teams down the stretch. They got to bear down here. Still 19-9-3 under Sheldon Keefe. Um, Of the six coaching changes made or seven coaching changes made behind the bench, that's still the best record out there. So they have responded, but... That's what I want to see starting Friday night is a response level but again uh, they have to do something maybe to rectify that goalie position we've it's a broken record for the last year and a half but we'll continue to hammer it home uh because where where we see fit and again it's not all in, not all on Hutchinson tonight couple of those goals you know missed assignment same old story for this Maple Leafs team defensively they're a work in progress but this is the hill they're going to die on this season if they die will be the run and run and gun type hockey Fire Wagon Hockey beat you 6-5 hockey. I still don't know if that's going to be conducive to success in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. A, you got to get there. B, we'll see if they get there and what they can do when they get there. But the Maple Leafs fall 5-3 on Broadway here to the New York Rangers. Next up, a stop at home against the Anaheim Ducks coming up on Friday night before they hit the Bell Center in Montreal on Saturday. It's Nick Alberga and Andre DeVoe. Other side will touch base with Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada we'll go inside the locker room we'll hear from Sheldon Keith as well as we roll on here brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers you're listening to Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590 the fan and the Leafs radio network it is Leafs Nation post game brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers right here on Sportsnet 590 the fan and the Leafs radio network Nick Alberga and Andre Devoe breaking it down Gord Stellick's on assignment. I think he is uh, looking for a backup goalie and <laughs> haven't found one just yet. So we'll keep you updated on that at the golden Muzzy at Andre Devoe zero seven, where you can follow along via Twitter. Another disappointing night for the Maple Leafs, probably a pretty decent effort overall, but a stinky goal, the eventual game winner of five, three loss here to the New York Rangers and the Maple Leafs. Uh, all you can do pretty much is roll on, but we did notice at the end of the game. So a, an ugly-type hit from Zach Hyman ends up in a sort of dance. It wasn't even a fight with Jacob True, but you wonder if supplemental discipline could be coming Zach Hyman's way. And then number two, something had Sheldon Keefe really, really fired up because he was throwing some F-bombs at the ref from the bench.
0: Well, I think just
1: frustration over the yeah. last two games. saw John William. Tavares get into it with uh, Ryan Lindgren as well.
0: Yeah, well, the, the, so those are two separate issues. I think, yeah. I, I, think I think. Keefe is... is getting frustrated, trying to fire up this team. You know, there's a lot of, we know what this team can do. Why can't you it,
1: motivate them? Is my answer. Like, you know, they're millennials. A lot of them, I get it. Like I'm a millennial, but it's like, you're right though. Cause and sorry to interrupt, like that's the one thing I've noticed is like the times where they need to be urgent and play with desperation. They play with a bit tonight, but I want to see more. Like, I think there's another level to get to where the desperation is off the charts where there's, it's clear one team is looking to really, really win a hockey game because they have to. I didn't get that tonight.
0: No, absolutely not. And that's where role players come in. Uh, that That's where a grinder or a big hit or a guy that uh, sacrifices the body. An Andre DeVoe, maybe. Well, yeah. I, I wouldn't go that far, but but somebody.
1: Were you the last guy to wear 56 for the Maple Leafs? I, I have no idea. I, I, didn't Andy he, Wisniewski as well? Anyways, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, start for that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... but uh, I, you know, I I I just feel like they need a spark sometimes, and, and they get their sparks from scoring goals. That's the only way. It's the only they score a big goal, the whole bench is up, and and that's you can't pick and choose when you're going to score, you know. And sometimes the team needs uh, uh more than that, but I, I definitely think they they need some some type of character guy or, or or role player in that room to alleviate things. And then on the Tavares point, I mean, I I just get the. Well, well, put yourself in his shoes. Do you think he's a happy guy right now? John Tavares? Yeah. Do, do you think he's...
1: Um, yeah, he scores... He's,
0: put it, Put yourself in his shoes. He he scores 47 goals last year. And he comes back. He breaks his finger. Comes back. He's pr- probably playing a little injured. You know, fingers take a while. Yeah. And now he's watching, you know, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner play together. And he's, you know, he's playing with William Nylander. He's having, having time, but it's not necessarily tra- translating to his success. And he's... He's used to being the guy, you know, so so as positive as he is with the media and trust me with the superstar guys, that's what makes them so good that they, they want to be the guy they want to be the go to guy all the time. That's why they're so competitive. And I just think it's a lot of things, but you know, the team not playing well, he wants to do more, he wants to produce more, probably wants to play with Mitch, you know, it's a lot of things all at once boiling over.
1: I agree, but uh, you know, when push comes to shove, it's all about that Stanley Cup, right? And, and John Tavares is that type of guy to put, you know, let bygones be bygones and move aside from something like that. Sort of a situation where you want the betterment for your own self and not your team. If we're speculating, but sure, like he, any great player is going to want to play with the best player on the team or one of the best players in Mitch Marner. I get that, but I mean the chemistry built over the last little while with Nylander has been pretty decent. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy. At Andre Devoe 07, a friend of the program, Anthony Stewart writes in, obviously with a GIF, because that's all he does is just GIF stuff yeah, all day. That's his, that's Stinky question marks. I don't know what word he would use to describe that Pavel Buchnevich goal. How would <laughs> how would you describe it? Because it was odorous. Is that another word we could add to the uh...
0: awful, questionable?
1: Uh, like how I... deflating is that? If you're a guy on the ice or a guy on the bench, I don't care who you are on that roster, even if you're Cody CC uh, or Marty Marinchen to see that going.
0: Well, so, so, I would answer that it, yeah. if it was the first time, guys, guys would go down the bench. Come on, let's pick this guy up. You know, as a mistake, let's it's let's. Like pick, baseball, yeah, when you exactly. see guys get picked up, exactly, yeah. Yeah. and and you want to help them out. But when it's the third, fourth, you see the same mistake over and over again. You know, then then yeah, guys are gonna start. You know, you're gonna get the eye rolls or guys looking at each other or some guy just putting his head down. So, I don't know if the Leafs are there yet. I'm not in that dressing room, but uh, it's very close.
1: In um, front of the show, Anthony Stewart, I guess he's just on Twitter all night, calling yeah, it a maybe, brutal goal. Oh, so brutal. he's electing oh, that, not well, to go. hey, hey he's, he's
0: a hockey central boy yeah. now. So it, extensive
1: he's, he's, vernacular there by Anthony Stewart to offer brutal to the table. Get wow. off
0: your get off your clouds, Stewie, and quit, quit judging us. You guys should tell I'll yeah. take
1: Andre all day. Yeah. Um, so the Maple Leafs <laughs> lose 5-3 here to the New York Rangers. Just a tough night overall. The Bushnevich goal wasn't pretty. All in all, f- uh, four goals on 34 shots here. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to Michael Hutchinson. As we go down to Madison Square Garden, we're happy to be joined by Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. Chris, it's Nick Alberga and Andre DeVoe with you. A uh, scale of 1 to 10, like, what's the panic level right now? You're around the team.
2: It's getting a little higher. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't sense that much panic. You know, even coming out of the Florida game, I think the Leafs were able to to hang their hats on, on the fact that they played quite well in that game. That uh, A lot went right, and, and obviously just the third period with the backup goaltender went wrong um you know it feels a little bit more panicky tonight you know you have jake muzzin uh talking about you know this, that they wanted an easy game um you know sheldon keith was pretty critical of, of some of the things he saw from, from the team and and you know there, there's still tons of time left in the season that i don't think anyone should get excuse me too wound up but let's face it this is a critical moment and we don't really know what's going on with frederick anderson uh, I don't think there's a ton of confidence in, in what they're getting from Michael Hutchinson, uh, even though this certainly wasn't all on him tonight. What happened, but um, there, there's there's kind of a there's a bit of a feel of you know missed opportunity because they should have two points definitely against Florida and, and this Rangers team at this point, uh, you know they have some dangerous players, but they're not a complete team. I mean this is another opportunity wasted against the bottom dweller in the league, and uh, you know the Leafs are the Leafs are in tough here to make the playoffs.
0: CJ. Uh... So, continuation on your question there. So, in your opinion, is Kyle Dubas' hand going to be forced to make a move?
2: I think it is. You know, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I understand that the tight cap situation, all those things, that it's got this far with the goaltending. Just because, you know, Michael Hutchinson lost his first six starts of the year. He was on waivers in November. He was sent to the Marlies. He's brought back. He got Sheldon his first game back. Uh, I know he's he's had some better results here of late, Uh, but... You know, I think that it, when we talk about sample size, there's a large sample size here that I, that I think that, you know, there's not a reason to have a lot of confidence in them. And, you know, I, I don't know what Kazimir Kaskasua, what we should expect from him. He's played one NHL game in his career. Uh, you know, he's had a decent year in the NHL, but nothing spectacular, nothing that screams, you know, someone who can come in and help this team. And and let's face it, the way the Leafs are built, you know, they give up some chances. You know, they can, can outscore anyone in the league, uh, but they need a few saves along the way. I just think that. Uh, where they are at this point in time, with the personnel, with the structure, with the way they're being asked to play, there's there's going to be some breakdowns, and you know they're not getting that extra save. You know the, the fourth goal tonight killed them, I think spiritually, but just the way it went in, it just that's not that's not a puck that should have went in the net on an NHL goaltender. And so, you know, I think depending on where Freddie's health is at, and and that's a huge X factor. Obviously, the Leafs know a lot more than I do, or or than the public does on on this one, but. If this is even remotely long term, I I do think that uh, they really have to act, and and it probably means overpaying at this point. Uh, They don't have a whole lot of leverage. There's not that many guys that really fit uh, cap wise, but you know, I do think with less than three weeks of the deadline, it's on the GM here to try to address this because you know missing the playoffs just can't be an option for a team built the way the Leafs are. You know, they have the NHL's second leading goal scorer. They have a lot of other players having great years, and and they got forty million tied up in four forwards or, or close to it and and um you know, I just don't think that can be an option, so he's gotta to- what he can to, to try to make sure it doesn't
1: happen yeah cj i think you're bang on with that analysis because uh, you know i said earlier that dubis might have to swallow some pride and just make a move here because uh, i mean you're closer to the team than we are like it, it just there's been so many games and so many goals where are like wow that's crippling to a team and i just felt like that was the case you know matthew scores and 34 seconds later that type of goal goes in I could only imagine what would that what, what that bench was feeling like you know
2: well, and even the first goal of the game, I mean, yeah. it's hard to remember because of the way the game <laughs> went, but the Leafs had a pretty decent start and they opened the scoring. Yeah. You know, I thought they were playing well. And, and you know, that's not so much on Hutchinson. Look, they gave away a pass right through the most dangerous area of the ice. It was more or less a, a tap-in for Cheadle there, but it's just, yeah. you know, they, they, they didn't find a way to sustain momentum on a night where some things did go well. It doesn't feel like it at the end. You, you look at the result, it seems like they were crap, but the, the, this wasn't a crappy out, outcome. You know, I haven't looked at the underlying numbers, but I'm guessing the Leafs had had probably the better expected goals percentage tonight. I think that they did some things to win the game, but they didn't get an extra save for sure. And, and you know, they had to deal kind of with, with what was going on between their ears and seeing the the, the opening lead disappear quickly, seeing getting back to three, two, and then that four, two goal goes in, which was definitely the worst one of the night, you know, against Hutchinson. And so, you know, it, it's uh, it's a tough spot. And, and I think as much as they're trying to block out where they are, I mean, everyone knows they, they blew two points against the, the team they're fighting for in the playoffs two nights ago they got you know back-to-back games this weekend I mean this is maybe not the toughest stretch of schedule in terms of the opponents but they're, they're playing a lot of hockey and they're under the gun here and, and they the backbone of their team is out with you know an injury so you know there, there's a lot that they're contending with at this point in time I think that's where you see some of the frustration maybe with those fights at the end but just even the, the way the guys are feeling as they're leaving the building here in, in New York I didn't mind
1: that uh, bit of frustration chatting with Chris Johnson after a 5-3 loss at the Garden here for the Maple Leafs. Uh, a couple quick questions for me. Uh, any a- update on Cody Ceci who left this game in the third period? And also Zach Hyman. Do you expect uh, any supplemental uh, d- discipline when it comes to that hit on Truba?
2: I- I'm going to have to see it again. Honestly, yeah, I didn't sure. get a good look at it. And, uh, you know, I just left the dressing room. So I, I don't yeah. – I-, I can't even speculate on-, on Hyman. You know, with Ceci, they, they- – They had no update. Sheldon Keefe said he didn't realize, you know, didn't know what happened when he left the ice. You know, tomorrow's an off day for the team, so we probably won't find out anything uh, until Friday uh, at the morning skate on that. And so, man, this has just been a crazy, tumultuous year for the Leafs. Way more injuries (laughs) from start to finish than they had the last few seasons. They've had some things go wrong. Um, You know, some of the processes there. You know, they're still the top scoring team in the league since Sheldon Keefe took over, but um you know they're, they're they're really getting battle tested in a way they weren't the last two years where if you remember guys they put a ton of points in the bank of the first half of the season they basically cruised into the playoffs i mean this is a different feel all around this year and, and i think that's where you're seeing some frustration even late in the game you know matthews threw someone aside you know it's tavares getting into a bit of a wrestling match uh, with lindgren at the buzzer even hyman's not not a fighter uh you know and obviously took a, a pretty tough punch from jacob truba uh, following that hit so um, you know, I, these guys are, are in a battle right now uh, for their season. And uh, you know, I think the GM's probably feeling a bit of pressure as, as he gets on the bus.
1: Indeed he is. Uh, CJ, you're the absolute man. Appreciate this. And we'll talk once again on Friday night when the Maple Leafs uh, host the Anaheim Ducks. Thanks so much for this. And safe travels home.
2: Okay. Thanks, guys.
1: No problem. There you have it. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Night in Canada. And, 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 Andre, no doubt, I mean, the intensity is ramping up in terms of, You know, Kyle Dubas needs to make a move. I I think we're at that point where there's no looking back. You got to swallow some pride. You got to do something here because clearly this Hutchinson thing isn't working out. Even with Freddie Anderson healthy, you just can't rely on this guy um, down the stretch. If you need a game where you need to put him in because of fatigue or something else, you you just can't trust him.
0: Well, imagine his conversations. Imagine being Kyle Dubas and and he gets called into a a meeting with ownership and, and he. Ownership asked them well, we, You know, we gave you basically a blank blank check for the big four. Uh, you know, you, we we let you carte blanche, and you know, we had goaltenders in place, and then now now it's broken again.
1: Uh, we got a we got a trade to announce right now. Believe oh. it or not, oh. so Kyle Dubas has had enough, and I love Kyle Clifford's a Maple Leaf. Uh, well, this is close. Mm-hmm. So according to Elliott, Friedman, um, Dave Panyota, the fourth no period, putting this out as well. The Maple Leafs uh, are working on something, including Jack Campbell. And Kyle Clifford. Uh, so a little pugnacity maybe coming in the lineup. I'll just speculate. Could be Kasperi. I don't know. You get that feel. A couple people have texted me as well. Could be Kasperi Kaepernick involved in that deal. So we'll see. Summer um, Johnson, for sure. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll tell you more about this deal. But clearly, Kyle Dubis has had enough with sitting on something during this night. So just breaking in right now, if you're driving and listening, uh, the Maple Leafs looks like they're close to acquiring Jack Campbell, backup goalie for the Los Angeles Kings. There is a connection there with Kyle Dubis and uh, the Ontario Hockey League and Kyle Clifford. There's a connection there with Sault Ste. Marie. So that is the very latest. We'll hit the break. Still more to come here. We'll go inside the locker room and just a disappointing loss here for the Maple Leafs 5-3 to the New York Rangers. It's Nick Alberga and Andre DeVoe. Much more to come. You're just tuning in a breaking trade involving the Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings. We'll update you on the details as we move on. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5 of the fan and the Leafs radio network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation post game brought to you by your GTA Accurate retailers, Nick Alberga and Andre DeVoe, with you. And if you're just tuning in, a breaking trade, just probably like 20 minutes after Michael Hudson had another tough outing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Elliot Friedman, Dave Pagnota, the fourth period also putting out there the Maple Leafs close on acquiring Jack Campbell from the Los Angeles Kings sounds like Kyle clifford could be in the mix and the two sides have also discussed as we found out earlier today alec martinez so we'll see what comes of this uh it sounds like something could be imminent on this front but a uh, front but it's uh it's very very intriguing andre that just minutes uh, it, it feels like you know i'd love to be in the war room of kyle Dubas. just he he hit a boiling point and he's like i gotta do something and we just had got off the phone with cj chris johnson our apologies if he missed the scoop uh because he's on air with us but you got the sense they had to do something and i said it three seconds before they had to do something you know
0: well the time's ticking yeah. you know look at look at those standings you, you can't wait any longer um you know the, the tighter it gets uh the more the more they're on the outside i mean they're close right now but really when you take the games in hand in consideration uh, they're kind of on the outside looking in so so this is a desperation move and this was obviously in the works for a little bit because on the other side of that's probably Mike Fuda and uh, he he's a very calculated guy. So they've probably been uh, uh, talking for a
1: little while. And we're going to stay with you longer tonight uh, because of this trade. And this trade has just been made official, by the way, um, courtesy of Leafs PR. Um, so Jack Campbell is now a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but this deal has been consummated. Um, and as Leafs PR, uh, they'll retain 50% of Clifford's salary as part of the transaction uh, Jack Campbell, Kyle Clifford in exchange for Trevor Moore, Columbus's third round pick in the 2020 NHL draft and a conditional third round pick in 2021. So if you are just tuning in, that is the official trade here. Jack Campbell, backup goalie for the LA Kings. That means Cal Peterson gets uh, called up to the uh, National Hockey League. He'd been busting down the door there to go there with Jonathan Quick. So Campbell and Kyle Clifford from the LA Kings in exchange for Trevor Moore, who just played tonight. Columbus's third-round pick in the 2020 NHL draft and a conditional third-round pick. We don't know the condition on that just yet. Uh, on the surface, looking at that deal, it's not that bad. They, they didn't have to deal Kasperi Kapanen or Andreas Janssen. I do feel like um, a guy like Trevor Moore, you can get guys like that in the American Hockey, the same job. It wasn't like Moore wasn't a good player for this team, but he's expendable, so that is the deal. Your initial thoughts here, Andre?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I still like you have the assets in uh, Johnson and Kapanen. So you, if something else comes up, you you could move them. And I will say, I think Trevor Moore is a little bit better than he's shown this year. Yeah. He, he was injured a lot and he was a big, uh, you know, if you remember last year, especially that lead up to playoffs, he was a pretty, pretty good role player for them. But uh, I kind of like the adjust, addition of Clifford. I, I I really do. Obviously the goaltending uh Jack Campbell t- is is an upgrade and then Clifford he's kind of a bottom 6. He's a role guy, kind of some grit there which I like. Um so th- so I I do like this trade in the, for the Maple Leafs and only uh one roster player given up.
1: No doubt about it. So again if you're just tuning in uh a trade between the Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings. Almost a year to the day by the way that Jake Muzzin uh was out from LA to the Maple Leafs I believe it was January 26th and why do I know that because I was actually in Miami at the time when it all went down so rough life but I was on Twitter Miami (laughs) for some reason uh but that is the latest again the Leafs saying you know what we can't we got we got to get a goalie and that they have here in Jack Campbell we're going to break that down we're trying to track somebody down in LA who covers the LA Kings who can break this down a bit further for us but that is the trade now official put out by the Maple Leafs on Twitter Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford from the LA Kings for Trevor Moore, a 2020 third round pick and a 2021 conditional third round pick. So they paid a bit of a price, but that's my takeaway from not really breaking, you know, it down and, and thinking about this trade any further. You didn't deal Capitan or Janssen. Those are two firm trade chips still left in Absolutely. the tank. If you want to get a defenseman here, they had talked Martinez last I heard too earlier today. So, Martinez not in this deal. He's a UF or he's got one year left on his deal. Does Alec Martinez on the back end for LA. So maybe they revisit that, but uh, it got to a point even following this game where the eventual winner by Bushnevich was uh, an odorous one for sure that Dubas, he had to do something and he did it. And now Jack Campbell's, um, I guess the starting goalie with Anderson out.
0: I wonder if they would have won tonight. Like this was obviously in process before the game a little bit. They were talking about it. So I wonder if if they would have won tonight. You know, and Hutchison doesn't let in that bad goal if if that trade even happens. You know, it's it's interesting.
1: So it's Nick Alberger and Andre DeVoe with you on Leafs Nation postgame, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Again, a trade, uh, Kyle Clifford and um, Jack Campbell in this deal going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Kings retaining 50% of Clifford's contract, by the way. Um, just having a look at capfriendly.com, who do, do a tremendous job. LA's got tons of cap space. Again, they're a retooling team. Uh, but when you look at their contracts, Cal Clifford, um, they're retaining his salary. So, I mean, Cal Peterson comes up from the American Hockey League in that deal. Uh, but the most important part is the Maple Leafs find an upgrade on Michael Hutchinson. And uh, we'll see how quickly the turnaround is here. And I know for a fact, actually, L.A. is on the East Coast right now. They played in Washington the other night. That's so right. I wonder if Jack Campbell can get here in time for Friday's game at home to the Anaheim Ducks. The team he knows pretty well because they're right down the highway from them in L.A.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna throw him right in the mix and uh, uh, get him going. And and now we now the big thing is uh, the update on Freddie Anderson. You yeah, because he's still the guy here. And and uh, you know I, I'm I'm interested to see that what what his injury is specifically and what the timeline is for his return.
1: So the thing we do know about Jack Campbell, and you're right on that front. Jack Campbell is gonna be the backup goalie for the next couple of years. Um, I could tell you that right now. This year his cap hit at six seventy five. He's 28 years of age, but I believe he signed a two-year extension earlier this year in the offseason. 1.65 is the number uh, for Jack Campbell the next two years. He's actually signed through 21-22. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is a guesstimate by this team, certainly an upgrade. Um, and there is a the correlation that it is another guy Cal Dubas knows, right? So know, go with what you know. Um, and so we'll see what Jack Campbell can bring to the table, but as somebody who watches a lot of hockey the way we both do, we can tell you Jack Campbell is an upgrade. Um, A much different system in L.A., even under Todd McClellan. His numbers this season aren't jaw-dropping, but don't forget L.A.'s a rebuilding team. They're not a great team. He's 8-10-2, a 2.85, a 900 save percentage. Campbell's been better than Jonathan Quick this season. He's had his moments, but the way I see it on the surface, it is an upgrade from what they have right now.
0: Absolutely. It's an opportunity for him to, to um, you know, really, really show his talents. You know, a good cha- change of scenery is always good, especially for a guy like this who's going to come in. And if Freddie Anderson's still hurt, he's going to probably get an opportunity to start a couple of games. And let's hope his ends. Freddie Anderson, isn't still hurt. But all the same, uh, um, it, it's it's I, I think it's a good change for, for everybody involved.
1: Got to do some digging here on Kyle Clifford. Um, He has not played a game so far this season, so I'm trying to see what the latest is when it comes to Kyle Clifford just reading his hockey DB. Um, And maybe I'm incorrect in that uh, summation, but um, just reading sort of the tea leaves on what Kyle Clifford can bring to the table. I mean, he plays a heavier style game, um, certainly. He's a guy who's been through the rigors. You know, there's a chemistry there. He knows a guy like Jake Muzzin. He's 29. Uh, build around six, two, he is playing. So that's my mistake, but I don't know why the website I was looking at. So he's played 53 games this year, six goals, eight assists, 14 points, a minus six guy, 45 PIMS, uh, but Cal Clifford's a guy who's essentially going to replace Trevor Moore in your bottom six, but he's an upgrade over Trevor Moore too. I'll say that.
0: Uh, I, I would say an experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably Trevor Moore's a little bit better skater, but I, mm-hmm. I uh, you know, he, Clifford's veteran status, uh, um, it's been in the league a long time and. Uh, I think more importantly, uh, Clifford has a bit of sandpaper to him. Yeah. You know, which, which the Leaf de- uh, desperately needs. So you see the end of that game where, you know, John Tavares is, is uh, dropping the gloves and going after somebody, and Matthews is slashing somebody's stick and going after somebody. I mean, this is stuff. I'm not, and, you know, before Twitter gets angry, I'm not talking fighting. I'm just talking. You know, if you're gonna push Harder us, on the puck. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you if you're gonna push us, we're gonna push you back.
1: No, I, I, I echo your sentiments and honestly, I've said time and time before, you need that element of pugnacity, Brian Burke's word, like that you know, you gotta scare people off the puck sometimes, Absolutely. right? Like just that knowing that physical presence could be there is probably doing more than the actual hit. You know, that's the way I, I watched an OHL game a couple of weeks back, uh, a top fifteen pick in the NHL draft last year. Um, was scared away from a play, ended up coughing up the puck It led to the game-winning goal. Uh, I think there is that element that is missing on this Maple Leafs team. To say, you know, to go out and say that Kyle Clifford's going to change in night and day, probably not, but I mean, he pu- pushes the pendulum and I think you look at this deal, it, it, it's more about Jack Campbell coming in the fold than it is Kyle Clifford.
0: Yeah, uh, but... With playoffs in mind, I mean a guy like Clifford uh, will pay some dividends. You know, you, yeah. he's a guy that will go in on a four check and finish some checks on the opposing D. That in a playoff series is very important. So, I I, I like this move. I, I like I don't I don't think Clifford was just a throw-in. Obviously, yeah. uh, the backup goalie is what they needed. But uh, I, I I like the move for Kyle Clifford uh, and a role player. And I, I honestly I hope they I hope they get another defenseman. I hope they get another role player. You know, prepare this team. Uh, for playoffs. First, they got to get in, of course, but yeah. prepare, get get a couple playoff-ready, grizzled uh, uh bets for playoffs.
1: And I think the sidebar here, and again, if if you haven't been listening, the Toronto Maple Leafs making a deal finally for a goalie, and it had been speculated earlier today uh, in Elliott Friedman's 31 Thoughts, and shout out to Luke Fox as well, who put out an article uh before the 31 Thoughts about the prospects that they had looked into Jack Campbell the last couple of days. We found out around lunchtime that something was getting close on that front. It's now official. Jack Campbell, Kyle Clifford go from the LA Kings to the Maple Leafs for Trevor Moore, who played tonight, a 2020 third round pick, who I believe is Columbus and a 2021 conditional third round pick. I don't know the condition just yet on that deal. But that is the very latest and a tough transition, but I'll try my best to a game that took place. It's funny how the uh, conversation has switched from that came to...
0: I forgot about it already. Exactly. Leafs played tonight?
1: Yes. And, <laughs> uh, and Michael Hutchison played. He let four on the 34 oh, yeah. shots. Yeah, thanks so. for reminding me. You're welcome. Uh, the Le- the Leafs lose 5-3 here to the New York Rangers. It's time for the VTech call of the game when the ultimate Toronto sports getaway with the VTech wake-up call. Call 416-413-4141. Leave a message and set your alarms every Friday morning for your chance at the weekly $500 prize. To qualify for the grand prize, visit sportsnet.ca slash 590 for details.
3: Wrap around
0: attempt. tip as Hutchinson stumbled and fell, but was able to get back down. And this got the puck into the slot area and a shot scores! Butch Navich in front of the net. And all of this started when Michael Hutchinson was out to his right and stumbles and falls he is then in the scramble mode coming across i don't think he ever gets comfortable again and but david makes it 4-2
1: and that was the eventual game-winning goal quite poetic if you ask me in a nutshell microcosm of what has been the la- this season for michael hutchson it-, it was not pretty uh goes five hole he was fidgeting with the. Uh, Travis Dermott trying to get his stick back. He tripped on the post. It, it was.
0: Was it the post or a strut? I still don't know I what don't know. really happened. I, I got to watch the it over. Yeah. I don't want to watch it over. Cause I, the whole,
1: I, I do the whole shift. I was watching Hutchinson wondering, I mean, was there a swim meet in the crease? <laughs> Michael Phelps present. Um, I had my wonders about that. So we're going to break it all down by the way. We're going to hit the break. And again, a big trade for the Leafs. You get a goalie. Jack Campbell coming in, uh, Kyle Clifford as well, a man who knows the LA Kings inside and out. Uh, John Hoven of the Mayor's Manor is going to drop by after this break, and we're going to get the 4-1-1 and the two is Toronto Maple Leafs, the two newest Toronto Maple Leafs, I should say, and Kyle Clifford and Jack Campbell. So it's Nick Alberga and Andre Devoe, a 5-3 loss here for the Maple Leafs at the Garden against the New York Rangers. The sidebar story, the Maple Leafs finally... And I mean, finally acquire a goalie after Michael Hudson, 005 and one as a starter, 06 and one, excuse me, as a starter. It's been a rough, rough go of things with the Toronto Maple Leafs and Michael Hudson. It's Nick Alberg and Andre Devoe. Follow on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Andre Devoe zero seven. Coming up, it's John Hoven of the Mayor's Manor. Brought to you by your GTA Acura Retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. It's Nick Alberga and Andre DeVoe at the Golden Muzzy, Andre DeVoe 07, breaking down a 5-3 loss here on Broadway to the New York Rangers. And again, the sidebar story about 20 minutes or so after this loss, the Maple Leafs pulling off a trade now official 12 minutes ago via Leafs PR on Twitter. The Maple Leafs acquiring Jack Campbell and Ford, Kyle Clifford from the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for Trevor Moore, Columbus's third round pick in the 2020 NHL draft and a conditional third round pick in 2021. How quickly can these guys get to Toronto for Friday's game against Anaheim?
0: (laughs) I think it's safe to say, I I think they'll be here. Uh, Yeah, I think they'll, they'll be here for Friday's game. And I, I think Campbell will be playing for sure. Obviously, uh, the big story still, you know, we're, we're talking about the trade, but what what's going on with Freddie Anderson, um, neck injury, well, neck neck injury, but you know, they pulled the trigger on this trade pretty, pretty quickly right after this game. So that's telling me, you know, they, they might not be expecting him back, uh, um, you know, in the next couple of games. So that, that's a question mark still for me, but in the meantime, uh, uh Jack Campbell could come in and, and hopefully, uh, win them a couple of games.
1: Yeah, and from what we know, the conversations had been going on for a couple days. As earlier as today, about lunchtime, we had heard that there was a possibility something was getting close. I think Alec Martinez's name was bandied about as well. A lot of teams involved in his services. Uh, LA's on Long Island right now, so that's a quick flight over for Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford. Again, the Maple Leafs back in action. Friday night at home to the Anaheim Ducks. Let's go now to La La Land. And join one and only John Hoven of the Mayor's Manor to break this down from the L.A. Kings' perspective. John, what's going on, my man?
3: Everything's going on here in L.A. What's up, Muzzy? Not so
1: much. Uh, they must be uh, going crazy for Trevor Moore in that acquisition, eh?
3: Well, uh, everybody loves the hometown story, so uh, that we're going to sure. we're going to be spoon fed a lot. Of, well, not spoon fed. It's going to be shoved <laughs> down our throats quite a bit here in Los <laughs> Angeles. Uh, you know. Uh no disrespect to Trevor Moore. Uh one funny story yeah. is I do have a uh I, I do have one Twitter follower who's a who's a diehard loyal Kings fan and he's been uh, messaging me about Trevor Moore for the better part of two years. So uh, I-, I should go check my DMs. I'm expecting him to be absolutely <laughs> ecstatic right now. But but look, outside of that, uh, yeah. th- this this is a sad day for Los Angeles. Um, the LA Kings knew that there were going to be mo- fans, I should say, knew that there were going to be moves made. Uh, we've talked about it a lot over the past year. And um, all the names that were you know, sort of expected to go. Uh, I think fans said, although they were maybe disappointed that perhaps a Jeff Carter or a Tyler Toffoli or an Alec Martinez was going to be moved out, um, I think that they had all sort of come to grips with that. I think the one player, I know for a fact, that the one player that the LA fan base was not ready to move on from uh, was Kyle Clifford. So this one is going to hurt, it's going to sting, and uh, it's going to be pretty ugly on social media here for the next couple of days.
1: They'll get past it. Uh, I I think, you know, number one in terms of goaltending, Cal Peterson was ready to be in the NHL, and we'll see what happens with Jonathan Quick going forward. Can you clarify that Jack Campbell's got two years left on his contract following this one, by the way?
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I do believe I, that. I, yeah, I hate yeah, to I'd put have to you on pull the spot up on cap friendly. Yeah. Cause... No, I believe I believe that this was the final year of his one deal and that he had signed an yes. extension, but I the only reason why I'm hesitating a little bit is that they also had uh re-signed Cal Peterson. Um so I I just want to make sure I'm not confusing the two in my head. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that Campbell does have 2 years left on the deal at a uh, pretty reasonable. I think it's 1.6 million.
1: Yeah, you're right. No, uh, no, just because I had Johnny Woodbridge uh, tweet me saying he's a UFA following this season, but you're, you're incorrect, no. Johnny Woodbridge. He's got two years left on his deal. You never trust Twitter. Now, you, you know, better. I, than I, I trust, <laughs> I trust everybody on Twitter, especially the folks on Long Island, as you all know. So. Uh Hoves what are they getting Money
3: there's a thing called cap friendly that has all this well, you just look it up you don't have to trust it's, twitter it's on in the front,
1: internet it's in front of me and that's why I was going off that saying he had 2 <laughs> years left on his deal following this one but anyways uh so uh Kyle Clifford and Jack Campbell are now Maple Leafs uh why don't we start with Jack Campbell cuz certainly this is the pressing issue in Toronto an upgrade over Michael hudson I feel like they got it but what can you tell us about Jack Campbell
3: Well, I'll go on record and say that I think they got the wrong goaltender. I think that if you're, and and, and I've been saying this to anybody that'll listen, I think there's only maybe seven or eight uh, elite goaltenders in the National Hockey League, certainly less than 10. I'm talking about game changers. I'm talking about guys that when they walk in the room, when they skate under the ice, their teammates perk up because they have the confidence in knowing this is a guy who can win a seven-game series with us. And I'm not saying that Jack Campbell can't be that guy, but I'm saying that uh, Jonathan Quick is not done. Uh, the, the, the rumors of his demise have been <laughs> long exaggerated. Uh, this is a guy who still is fully capable in a seven-game series of stealing a series for you and winning a Stanley Cup. And for the life of me, I can't believe why more general managers don't go after top-flight goaltenders at the trade deadline and instead would rather focus on forwards and defensemen. There, mm-hmm. are, there are dozens of teams that are going to add forwards. There are dozens of teams that are going to add uh, defensemen. There aren't enough teams that are moving on goaltenders and trying to shore up their goaltending. And in this league, we know that in many cases, you're going to need more than one goaltender. And, and you know to get a guy like Jonathan Quick, who you can get on the cheap and is relatively not only from an asset cost perspective, uh, what it would cost you to acquire him, but also from a cap perspective to be able to get him for relatively pennies on the dollar because his cash cost is different than his AAV. I just think that a lot of GMs are making a mistake. Now that being said, you want to talk about Jack Campbell? I do. I think that this is a. I, <laughs> I think that this is a real. Uh, thank you for. allowing oh, no. I,
2: I think that the Campbell
3: acquisition is a very interesting one because yeah. when you get right down to it, um, is this Cam Talbot? Uh, you know, w- what is this? What are you getting in Jack Campbell? Um, he he was left for dead in the Dallas stars organization. As many people know, he was rehabbed under all the go- uh, goalie uh, whispers that we have here in Los Angeles. And we've been blessed with through the years from Bill Ranford and Dusty Emu and, and, you know, uh, guys that we have now in Los Angeles. So uh, he's been rehabbed. He He's, he's looked phenomenal, very small sample size. And if you go back to the cam Talbot trade, uh, very similar type numbers in terms of actual NHL game experience, uh, time left on the contract and all that sort of stuff. So if Jack Campbell can go in there and can be a solid goaltender and, and give, you know, give Toronto uh, a fighting chance, then, you know, good on him. And uh, if he's not the answer long-term, then, you know, they do have him as it, it, in a backup role on an inexpensive contract, uh, you know, for two more seasons. I'm very intrigued to see, whether, you know, at this fork in the road in his career, which direction uh, Jack Campbell is going to go? Is he going to go left or is he going to go right? We've seen a, a, too many goaltenders leave Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Jonathan Bernier, Martin Jones, on down the line um, that really ended up not panning out How as the next big thing. Uh, well, you know, Darcy Kemper, uh, uh well, I, I don't include Darcy Kemper in there only because he wasn't, he wasn't sort of, you know, brought along in the LA yeah. Kings system over You're a right. number of years. It was a, a very short stop in Los Angeles, but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, best wishes to Jack Campbell. And, uh, I, I hope that he's the answer that, that the Leafs need in, in goal to, uh, push them into a playoff, you know, an extended playoff run. Well,
0: you know, uh, here in Toronto, we're very patient with our goaltenders and their development. Very, so, yes. so yeah. you know, <laughs> very patient. Yes. <laughs> so uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Clifford and what he brings uh, maybe for the listeners, listeners who aren't that familiar with him.
3: Well, people are going to fall in love with Kyle Clifford instantly. And, the, and, and you're going to see people wearing Kyle Clifford jerseys. And, and more importantly than the fans who are going to fall in love with Kyle Clifford, his teammates are instantly going to take a liking to him. This is a guy who is, I mean, this is a sport you guys know, we all cover the sport. It's a sport full of great guys. Everybody's a great guy. Everybody's a great teammate. Everybody's a great interview. But I'm telling you right now, if I had to count the truly, truly great guys in this league on one hand, Kyle Clifford would be one of the first guys that I would put on my hand and probably have fingers left over. That's how m- much respect I have. And that's how much respect that other people uh, that have been his teammates will have for him. And, and you're, and you're going to see that. You're going to find that instantly the minute he hits that locker room. Um, he's a culture guy. He's a glue guy. He's a guy that every team needs to win championships. He's a, he was a man-child when he came to Los Angeles. It's hard to believe that Kyle Clifford is as young as he is because it feels like he was in L.A. forever. He came in as an 18-year-old kid, ripped to shreds, and basically forced them to keep him on the team. Uh, it just there's no better person. And I mean, I I just, I feel weird saying that because everybody says that their guy and the guy that was traded is the best guy. Uh, I I challenge anybody call me in two weeks and tell me that Kyle Clifford just isn't the greatest person that you've ever met. Great family man, great dad, great teammate. Um, Nobody bleeds for their team more than Kyle Clifford. And it's going to hurt. This is a big hurt. This is a big sting in Los Angeles for an organization that um, has been lacking culture uh, and gotten away from their strong culture over the last two to three years to lose a guy like this, it's going to be uh, a severe, severe gap uh, in the LA Kings organization. And, and they're going to have to find some young players to step up and fill that void. And I really don't think that at this time, they have somebody who can step in and fill that role. They're going to have to just hope and pray that, you know, in two to three years, some of those young players can can uh, work their way into that. I'll just give you one small tease about the kind of guy that Kyle Clifford is. It happened earlier this year. I believe it was in Calgary. Um, there was a problem. There was a hit that took place on a player off in the corner. Cliffy didn't even see. Now, this is a guy who's been winding down his, his fisticuffs over the last couple of years and trying to round out his game, you know, kind of being like a Rick Tockett, a physical a long lost art of being a power forward, but he's not afraid to drop the gloves. There was a hit that took place over in the corner. He's not involved in it. He didn't even see it. He hears about it while on the bench jumps over the boards and decides that he's going to have a scrap during a TV timeout while there are ice girls and everything <laughs> else on the ice, because that's the type of guy that Kyle Clifford is. I like he, that style. <laughs> he, he exactly, he goes in, he wants to make sure that he's handling business on his timetable, not the timetable of anybody else or anything that's going on around him. Business needed to be taken care of and there was Kyle Clifford to answer the bell and that's exactly what you're going to get uh, every single game from Kyle Clifford.
0: Sounds like he'll be a great uh, influence on the young and 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 up-and-coming Leafs uh, especially the young core there. Uh, Not to keep you too long but what are you hearing on the uh, Martinez front? Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of takers there. Are you hearing anything uh, in LA?
3: Uh, Alec Martinez is, you know, obviously being pursued by, by a couple of teams. Um, the book on Martinez, like the book on Toffoli and Jeff Carter and some of the other guys that we mentioned earlier. I mean, it is what it is. It's pretty straightforward. There are no secrets. Here's a guy who, uh, was a, you know, a third pairing defenseman, uh, originally worked his way up, you know, second pairing defenseman has spent time on the top pair. Uh, he's, he's you know, was a lefty uh coming up. He plays on both sides here over the last couple of seasons in Los Angeles. Very versatile defenseman. He's not a top pairing defenseman, which is what Jake Muzzin was thought to be when he was, you know, acquired by the Leafs. So the asking price won't be the same. Um in so the Kings won't be getting back three assets in return for Alec Martinez, but for a guy who's as versatile as him and signed for one more year at 4 million, uh, Muzzy, you can look that up on cap friendly too. I, I promise you that's the truth <laughs> uh, for a guy who's signed for one more year at 4 million. He, he's a bargain. He, I mean, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to get somebody as versatile with the experience and, and with some leadership as well. Although he you know, really wasn't wearing a letter in Los Angeles, he was one of those locker room leaders and was one of those culture guys. Um, any team that's hoping to go on a deep run is going to need, you know, that Swiss army knife that Alec Martinez is, and you're not only going to get him for this year, but you have him for next year, uh, as, as a $4 million uh, asset that that's a pretty good deal.
1: Chatting with uh, John Hovind of the mayor's manner again, LA and Toronto hooking up on a deal again. It, it's amazing hoves that like a year to the day the the Jake Muzzin deal went down like a, a year in review of that trade. How would you break it down from, from both parties?
3: Well, phenomenal trade from the L.A. side. I I, I always sort of laugh at people that say – it, it's funny because Jake Muzzin was disliked by uh, a portion of the Kings fan base. I don't know how big it is. I, don't, I can't put a percentage on it. I think it was less than 50%, but there was a, a good-sized portion of people that were constantly complaining about Muzzin, and then it all flipped the day that he was traded. How could they trade Jake Muzzin? It's like, wait a minute, people. You can't have it both ways. You can't dislike the guy, and then you know the next day be appalled that he was traded. The deal was phenomenal then, as far as I'm concerned, to get a first-round draft pick out of it and to be able to get two assets in Sean Dersey and Carl Grunstrom, That's great. And as I look back on the trade today, again, I still love the trade. Uh, Carl Grunstrom up with the Kings right now. He's going to have an opportunity here in the second half of the season to solidify his NHL job with the Kings. Sean Dersey coming along nicely in Ontario uh, under the guidance of, of coach Mike Stuthers down there. Who's really helping to instill the defensive part of his game, which everybody that, you know, would follow uh, Dersey closely would would give him high marks on the offensive side. He can quarterback a power play had success there uh, in his junior career in Guelph and and with his, other teams um, but needed to really focus on the defensive side of things to take his game to the next level as a pro. And so he's, he's getting that opportunity. He's learning under stuts there in Ontario. Like I mentioned in the American league, Uh, we probably won't see him. I don't think in the national hockey league this year, but uh, you know, could be ready for a taste of some NHL action next year. So I, I, you know, I like that trade Um, from, from Toronto's perspective, you know, I would just say, Look, they made a deal that made sense to them at the time. They were able to get what they felt was the best player that was available at the time with the assets that they had or that they were willing to part with. Uh, It hasn't worked out for them in the sense that they haven't gone on one of those deep runs. But I I certainly wouldn't pin that on Jake Muzzin. And then, you know, him missing some time this year uh, sort of set them back as well. So I don't think all has been all has been written on the Jake Muzzin in Toronto story. And and it's a it's a work in progress, probably at best. But I think if you would ask them, would they have made that trade all over again? If they could rewind it, I'd like to believe that they would they would still make that deal because it's a it's a piece that they needed for what they're trying to accomplish right now.
0: Absolutely. And they might extend that piece. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see, but big, uh, please say hello to a Mike Stuthers for me. I played for him in uh, Owen Sound and uh, great coach, great guy. And I know all the, the young uh, future LA Kings are in great hands.
3: You know, the one thing I say about Stutz uh, when, when, when people ask about him is that I think the true measure of how great he is as, as a coach and as a person is that when I talk to former players that played for him at any point, they all say the same thing not only a great guy, but that's the best coach that I ever played for. Cause it's one thing to hear it from his current players, right? You know, oh, I love him. He's a great coach. Well, you're playing for him right now. But when I talk to guys that, you know, played for him two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, and they tell me he's the best coach they ever played for that really tells me a lot. And I uh, just, I just have a, a lot of respect for Mike Stothers and think he's doing a fine job grooming those grooming, those young Kings prospects and turning them into men and getting them ready for, uh, for the NHL.
0: Absolutely. Makes you grow up uh, a lot on and off the ice. I'll, I'll say that from personal experience. But uh, big hello, Tim. And thank you for doing this.
1: All right, John. Uh, thanks so much. And uh, let me know how trying to uh, trade Jonathan Quick goes. Three years at 5.85 still left on that contract. Okay. You're a good salesman, <laughs> on the I like dollar. And he's on the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Great salesman, my man. I appreciate this. There you go. We've lost him. John Hovind of the Mayor's Manor, always intricate breakdowns. And that's the LA Kings perspective and the Maple Leafs' perspective and what they're getting. And, you know, certainly what I gained from that conversation, and again, the Maple Leafs acquiring uh, Kyle Clifford and Jack Campbell from the Los Angeles Kings for Trevor Moore, the only roster player for the Leafs in this deal, a 2020 third-round pick and a 2021 conditional third-round selection, 50% of the salary of Clifford's uh, contract paid by the Los Angeles Kings. Sort of intriguing looking at capfriendly.com. The cap space for the Maple Leafs, $0, uh, which leads you to believe Again, everything we're talking about Morgan Riley and all that. you Yeah, wonder. I'm
0: almost sure that's the plan. Yeah. These guys, you know, you think we analyze hockey? I mean, they have a whole division that's that you know, and, and
1: they're they're making. Plans. They got a capologist, they, Brandon Pritham.
0: Well, they they know what they need. You yeah. know, they 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 watch every shift on video every second. I promise you, they yeah. watch it multiple times a day. I mean, they watch it basically with every player once a day. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that for a fact. Yeah, so. Uh, they know what they need, and this is a way to kind of, I'm not going to say cheat the cap, but it kind of get around it, and I think that's the plan. I mean, Morgan Riley, let's be honest, he's, uh, he's I, important. I, yeah, and I've said that all year. Uh, he's fighting something. He's fighting something, and, and he's obviously playing through it, and if you could give him this time to rest and maybe get a couple assets in the meantime, it's the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, no doubt this is the first domino to fall, and I just think it increases the likelihood, at least in my opinion, just sheer speculation if they do get a defenseman, it'll come at the expense of Kasperi Captain or and Andreas Janssen, money in, money out. I mean, it makes all the sense, Absolutely, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it'd be sad to lose one of those players, but at the same time, you got to give something up to get something. And Very well said. Uh,
1: they,
0: they They already have their forward assets, I think. They're going to they're going to live and die by the top four. And, and to be honest, goal scoring really isn't their, their, their issue. They yeah. need some, some, uh, defensemen, some, I think role-playing defensemen, you know, especially if they get Riley back and some, some guys that are a little bit more attention to detail and could shut down a game. So, uh, Hopefully it works out.
1: I like a guy in Minnesota named Matt Dumble. We'll see if that comes to fruition. Sure. Andre, excellent job. Appreciate this.
0: Thanks. It's it's big shoes to fill being in for Gord.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You did an excellent job. Coming up Friday night, will we see the debut of Jack Campbell and Clow Clifford? You'll have to tune in for Least Nation postgame to see how it all went down. The Maple Leafs on this night, if you forgot, falling 4-3, to the New York Rangers, many thanks to Josh Santos and Sam McKee behind the glass. You've been listening to Leafs Nation post-game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Take care.